It is Thursday, the 24th of June. Disney Plus has reached the mid-season point for both Loki and The Bad Batch, and you're listening to the Handsome Genius Club Radio Show. Hey kids, welcome to the show. Uh, another episode of the Handsome Genius Club. Joining us today uh, is our good friend and frequent guest, frequent collaborator, frequent swapcaster, the host of the An Elegant Weapon podcast himself, Mr. Jason Clark. Hey, Jay. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> We've been talking for 40 minutes already. Your enthusiasm is a Sorely misplaced. <laughs> Whatever off. I'm, I'm, I'm keeping up a second wind, man. We're getting to the dirt of it now. All right. Yeah. Yes, because we're in a sweet spot. We're in a sweet spot. I didn't. I. I it took a little calculation on my part to realize it. It was I accidentally realized that we are today here in this moment in the uh, right at the midpoint of both. Loki and the Bad Batch on Disney Plus. Uh, tonight, Thursday night. Fr- oh, listen to the sound of Hamilton, Ontario, kids. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, well Friday, love it. Th- late Thursday night, Friday morning, 3 a.m., uh, ninth episode of Bad Batch. So, you know, we're in a spot. There's, there's this, uh, f- 47 hour period. Where, where, where we're in the, the mid season of both shows. Low key is six episodes. We just got episode three. Bad Batch is 16 episodes. Uh, later tonight will be episode nine. So I figured let's double up here. Let's do a, a quick little recap and review and what do we think and what do we hope happens for both these shows and Naturally, I want to start with Loki because that was the episode that we just saw, episode three of Loki and Sylvie. His his variant, his like um, I, his twin doppelganger. What would you call her? Clone. A variant. Yeah, she's exactly they're, they're, what well, she's called. They're both mean? they're both variants. But you know what? Here's the thing: they're not variants of each other. They're variants of the sacred timelines Loki, who is still yeah. out there somewhere. At you know, relative to relative to what we're seeing, he's still out there. <laughs> he's in a he's I'm in a, a cell. Confused. Yeah, he's the prime. Let's call him Prime Loki. The Loki of the of the sacred timeline is currently in a cell in Asgard. Okay, now here's where I don't get where that happened. Because what, what in Endgame, in Endgame, yeah. he, he picks up the Tesseract and falls into the hole. Right. Then there's no Loki left in that timeline. Ah. That Loki has disappeared. Right. Where, how is there now another Loki in the cell? Did they replace the Loki? Or? No, by, um, by returning... By return, okay, that moment where he escapes, uh, creates a branch timeline. But all yeah. those, all, uh, the branch, the branch timelines of Endgame 
are all uh, those loops are closed when Steve Rogers goes back and puts the Infinity Stones where they should be. But this is what I but, wondered about. But because... here's but that 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 Loki timeline. Remember that Loki timeline. Uh, that branch of him falling backwards through a portal and ending up in oh that in got Nepal. closed by Cap. That, that got closed. No, okay, that didn't get closed by Cap. That got closed by the Minutemen. Remember, at the beginning of episode one, he falls through the portal, makes his escape. And then he's in, I think it's the Gobi Desert. And but hear me, he hear sta- me out. I hold don't on, think that- hold on, wait, 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 wait. He stands on a rock and proclaims himself Loki. And then the Minutemen arrive, right? Right, and they wipe it out. So, but, the, so he falls they, into the same world. So he's on the same. So earth. they, yeah, they leave behind. They leave behind the time bombs, which erase. That whole, uh, that whole, um, errant time stream. But hear me out. Doesn't Cap also go back and put the Tesseract back in the shield lab where Tony Stark met his father? Remember, they, they lost the Tesseract. Right. Then, but think, think, then, think about then, it like, think about it like this. But I guess that happened after. Think right? about, so think about it like this. If, if the stream, if the stream of time is, uh, Tesseract in the a Tesseract in the ocean or whatever, and then they recover it, and it ends up, uh, it ends up with, uh, Pym and Stark, whatever. It ends up in the lab. Yeah. And, uh, Cap goes back and steals it. They go back and uh, Iron Man and he go back and steal it, and then Cap goes back and puts it back. That closes that loop. But inside that loop is another, uh, is another frayed thread in 2012 where Loki escapes with it. But the Minutemen, the Minutemen close that off. That's why he says to, he, he, when he has his realization at the end of episode one, when he has that little mini breakdown, he says to Mobius, I can't go back, can I? Because there's nothing to go back to. Mm-hmm. There is already a Loki okay, in you. the sacred timeline. He can't. Can I, he can't usurp Loki. They can't send him to usurp Loki, and they're not going to send him back for there to be two Lokis. I so, get it. I get it. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Um, I just want to say though, because you made me think of that scene. Honestly, one of my all-time favorite scenes in Endgame is that scene, and it's for the reason you kind of just said when he's just walking through. Yeah. And you see again young Hank Pym. Yeah. And I really want a whole movie <laughs> to take place at that time at Shield when yeah. Hank Pym and Stark are working together. Yeah. Because that scene combined with the scene in Ant Man where he punches the other guy in the face at the beginning. Yeah. Um <clears throat> I don't know, but then just to see him, that little glimpse, that was one of the most like comic booky moments to me in like the whole Marvel universe. Yeah. Like, I don't know if that's making sense, but I love that kind of little stuff because there was no reason to have Hank Pym in that scene, right? Like he could have just went into the shield place yeah. and, uh, you know, they got the particles and got the Tesseract or whatever. Hey, dude. But they hey, dude. they also threw Michael Douglas in there just because they're so good at what they do. Yeah, it's fan oh. service, my friend. Of course, you're not going to go. You're not going to go to the past 
where you've said Hank Pym is and not show Hank Pym. Now, if they couldn't have gotten, if, if Michael Douglas wasn't available or something, then they'd have never mentioned Hank Pym. They'd have come up with a way to not mention him. But by, if you, if you mention him, you gotta show him. <laughs> right, right, but right. For me, that scene in the first episode where, uh, where, uh, Loki manages to, to, to get himself alone with, uh, with the film of his life and he sees what's going yeah. to happen, what's going to happen in, or what would happen in his, for him, that's the, the scene I was most anticipating going into the show. Oh I was God. like, I can't wait till he sees how it actually ended up because they had to show him. Right? Just that that collapse of all of his frontery, his his whole uh, yeah. his whole facade collapses, and he's just you know like it, it, like when he realizes that they they got a they got a box they got a cigar box full of infinity stones. They're fucking pointless. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is the, and he says, "Is this the ultimate power in the universe?" The right? stripping stripping away everything that he believes in, and you know, he to quote uh, to quote Michael Stipe, he loses his religion, and he just has that yeah. moment where he's sitting there on the ground, and he understands. I'm I'm nothing, and everything I've been trying to do, all my capering for fifteen hundred years, has been has been. Not, I'm I I might just be a, a a puppet on a string. Yeah, you know. And Mobius says to him, "You're you're really good at losing. <laughs> <laughs> you do it a lot." And it's like, well, that's. He has to come to the realization that the sacred timeline that these people above him are protecting dictates that he lose over and over and over and over again. That's the way the universe wants him to live. Yeah. And that's and that's why he's trying to get to the timekeepers because he wants to, you know, he he's found a new power. He's found a higher power that he wants to usurp. Right. So, what what do you think of what do you think of Sylvie the the very the variant? That, I hate her. Okay. <laughs> I'm not a fan at all. I don't understand how in any way this person and this isn't against the actress. I'm sure, she's lovely and talented. Yeah. She, she's not doing a bad job. No. For the job she was given, but I do not think that. I think they could have gotten a way closer uh, feel to Tom Hiddleston. Yeah. And I don't know why they didn't bother. She she just feels generic. Like, yeah. I, I, there's nothing I, special about her. There's I actually, nothing I as charming. Yeah, there's nothing as charming as Tom Hiddleston. You no. know what I mean? She almost brings him down. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm not a fan. There's no... Really I, I, don't, I don't see the charisma in, in her. I don't no, see any all. of the yeah. charisma in her. And I know she's supposed to be a different Loki, a different like she's supposed to be she's yeah. supposed to be the variant who embraces being different, I guess. But I don't uh I I don't I don't like the choice. 
I don't like the choice of I don't like the choice of actress. It just doesn't. Um, no, not at all. You, you, now you you just watched episode three, and yeah. I have let's let's do this like let's do this like the newlywed game. I've already okay. written down. I've already written down my. Um, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. My seven word review of the episode. <laughs> give me your give me your twenty five words or less. Like, give me your elevator review of episode three. Uh, it was one of my favorite episodes aesthetically. Okay. It was very high science fiction. It was very Doctor Who-esque. Okay. And uh, I enjoyed that aspect of the episode. Okay. Again, well, I'm gonna. The I'm episode gonna... was greatly brought down for me by her performance, her her character. And, okay. Yeah. I'm gonna get. Here's my entire seven word review. Episode three was a Doctor Who episode. <laughs> and that Boyd is, said the same thing too. And that is <laughs> that is not a compliment for me. That, that is, is a compliment for me. No, I I you know I gave up on Doctor Who a few years ago because it's just the same. Uh, it's just the same crap over and over again to me, and no. and I I do not enjoy no. it. I do, I stopped I stopped enjoying it. And episode three came off like we, we what we should do here, and this is a mistake on my part, is we should recap. We just jumped into this. We should recap what's happening here. So the 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 the, the basis of, of of the Loki series is for those who haven't seen it. I mean, obviously spoilers. Ed. We've already been spoiling things. The basis of the Loki series is the the Loki that we see make the escape with the Tesseract in Endgame, in Avengers Endgame, uh, is confronted by an all-powerful police force called the Time uh, the, the the Timekeepers and uh, their army of love the pun Minutemen. The Time Variance Authority. Uh, time Variance Authority. Thank you. Thank you. Time Variance Authority is run by the Timekeepers. Uh, the Time Variance Authority. One of whom is Kang the Conqueror. Uh, it was, we don't know that yet. But it is in the comics, right? Yeah, but we don't know that yet in the series. That's that's still speculation in the it. series because obviously Sylvie is a is is the television version of. The second enchantress in the comics, but oh, is that who she is? Yeah, they've modified her. They've modified her for the show. She's the in the comics. Sylvie is the enchantress. She's not Loki. Okay. Yeah. Is she a variant of Loki though? Or uh, I don't think so. I'm not sure. Um, but huh. but anyways, the series itself is this variant Loki. The 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 fractured timeline that he that he came from has been erased to protect what the TVA calls the sacred timeline, and uh, but instead of erasing that Loki as well, Mobius, an agent of the TVA, has recruited him to help track down another Loki. Who is wreaking havoc through various timelines and killing TVA officers? And uh, Mobius, played by uh, Owen Wilson, they he's decided 
that to catch a Loki, I will use a Loki. And uh, we're at a point where these two Lokis have escaped together and uh, are uh, uh, first fucking up each other's plans and then coming to a uh, an unsteady alliance that could be terrible for everyone. See, that pissed me off, kind of, because that's part of what I mean about her character. I think a female Loki would have latched right onto a male Loki and would have understood what they could have done together. Oh, no. I am... I am perfectly at ease with Loki not trusting Loki. Holy shit. You got a motorcycle show going on outside your house? Uh, I'm perfectly, I'm perfectly okay with Loki not trusting Loki because who would know how untrustworthy Loki is? You're right, but, but she should have been more charming about it. Like she was just oh yeah, but that, that's that's the, that's the thing that I'm saying that I'm agreeing with yeah. you about yeah, yeah, this yeah. choice. Uh, I they would have both tried to fool each other more than that. You know, there should absolutely be a dagger behind her smile. The the um the steely determination is one thing, but like the almost matter of factness the almost the 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 lack of the lack of joy the lack of emotion yes is um is it's it's uninteresting so this is the thing um explain this to me too is the reason there's so many loki variants as we saw from files and stuff because he's just loki and a mischief maker so all over the different dimensions yeah, His they Loki is just happens to be the one who keeps causing shit in that dimension's sacred timeline. They mentioned, I think, in the first episode that that you know, like that there are uh, tons of these uh, little timelines that they have to investigate and close off, right? And that I th- I'm almost certain that Mobius said at one point that a lot of them have been Loki. Right. Right. <laughs> I love that. He's, so, he's the one. <laughs> yeah. He's just a constant thorn in their side. <laughs> it's just that now there's one who is uh head and shoulders. It's not just a matter of it's not just a matter of uh Loki turned left instead of right and fucked up a different person's life and they, they have to cut off. Right. The, you know, the, the one of these veins. Um, it's a matter of this Loki has a plan that is, like, attacking the TVA. Right. Remember, our the Loki we're following, the star, our star prime, our Loki here, our variant Loki, has just learned of the TVA. How does Sylvie know all of this? That's, I don't know. I'm... My guess would be that uh, Sylvie is a variant <clears throat> who um, the TVA came for at some point and she escaped and started to figure things out. So, you know, as we've learned... No, she's got to be getting info from somewhere because she knows everything. She knows about well, time yeah. figures and... And 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 that's where yeah. and that's where we might get a Kang later. But the fact is, the fact is that she knows about the TVA. 
and she plans to do something about them. And that's right. what that's what makes her different from any of the other variants that the TVA has apparently dealt with. So And now we have also learned that all the people who work at the TVA think they were created by the timekeepers yet are actually variants. They are variants themselves. <clears throat> so Mobius doesn't just like jet skis because uh, you know, he's watched right. the timelines and saw them and thought they're cool. We're going to find out that we're going to find out that Mobius was like the guy who invented jet skis or something. Or at least had one that he loved <laughs> yeah, to ride. Yeah. He's a jet ski champion. Some bullshit <laughs> from his actual life. Either that, either that, or we're going to find out that, uh, that he was, he was killed by a jet ski. <laughs> he was killed in a jet ski accident. And this is a, this is a variant who survived. Nice. Yeah. So somebody's there's a wife involvement too. Who's Kang's wife? I uh, is it the judge girl? I do not know. I do not. Because you know the judge. You know the judge girl. Yeah. Who's at the TVA? She's somebody bigger than we think too. Like she's an established character in the comics who is like ends up being Kang's wife or something yeah. at some point. Okay. Yeah, so she's actually, you know, she'll, she'll, she might be around for a while. So, oh yeah, I'm expecting her to be around. Yeah. Now I need. To, was there an end to the TVA in the com? Is like, was there a main storyline even for the TVA in the com? Like, what are we watching this being based off of? In the comics, uh, in the comics, we in the comics there ends up. Uh, well, they've been they've been back and forth in in different comics like Fantastic Four and so, but they're um. There is a storyline in the comics where there's a very there are variant versions of the timekeepers called the time twisters who go to war with the timekeepers to try and be uh to try and uh control whether it's the the keepers or the twisters who survive the end of this universe and uh make it into the next universe right to to control time Right? Is so, that who the war was in the cartoon at the beginning? They said there was the big multi-dimensional war, like po possibly. But I mean, there would have been multi-dimensional wars, anyways. I, I'm well, not. A lot of people are are alluding to that being in, in Secret Wars. No, I think Secret Wars is. I, I'm not sure if this is what's going to turn into Secret Wars. Like, I mean, I, I, um, I think it is. I have a theory. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's not a super fleshed out theory because there's lots of holes in a way. All right, uh, but, ladies but, and gentlemen, presenting right about a few things. presenting a theory by Anne Elk. <laughs> so, <laughs> what's laid out before us kind of makes sense in what they're doing. They have to do to a certain extent. So mm -hmm. we know how crazy Spider-Man's going to be, right? Mm -hmm. We know they're going multi-dimensional. Yeah. So there needs to be a reason, and we know that. Ant-Man is going to be quantum mania. Yep. So we know that's going to get multi-dimensional. Yeah. And of course the multiverse of madness, which we know all these TV shows are setting up mm -hmm. and doing beautifully. And it didn't, I like, I, I like how they were able, cause captain or Falcon winter soldier was supposed to be the first show. Right. Mm -hmm. And then they got switched out, but it wouldn't have mattered. Even if we saw one division after that, it yeah. doesn't really change anything. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> But obviously, to me, 
she's going to succeed in some way. Yeah. The, the, the multiverse is going to be born, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Like out of this, the sacred timeline will be destroyed. And that's going to obviously no be the door opening for all the other stuff going on, right? Mm -hmm. So that's going to affect Doctor Strange. It's going to affect Spider-Man, and they're all, like, Doctor Strange is going to be in Spider-Man. So you know, it's it's all going to lead into that, which, which, which has to, has to, has to open the door to the X-Men, does it not? Uh, yeah. Because as I have talked about before, when we have had our conversations, is you cannot bring in new mutants only. You can't have Wolverine and him not have an old school background. Right. And also with everything that's gone on, it would be crazy to think that the X-Men just hid through Thanos, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so does this open the door for another dimension already that has X-Men somehow combining or them crossing over to the main MCU, you know, it, that's one way to do it, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I think that could be maybe where this is leading to, because I just, I can't, dude, you know me, I'm just, I can't, the X-Men is all I can think about. And when any of these shows <laughs> come out and any of their plots happening, I'm constantly thinking, how is this going to lead to X-Men? And that's why WandaVision fucked me up so much. Yeah. Because that I, I I'm one of the ones they got with the whole fucking Quicksilver thing. I'm one of the guys who they just they just really messed with my mind on that one. <laughs> and and you know I don't know because now they're going even nuts because what's his name Evan Peters or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, no, who's the other guy? Uh, the actual kick-ass guy, the other Quicksilver. Oh yeah 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 okay. Yeah, uh, he has been ca he has been cast. Aaron something, Aaron Taylor Johnson or something. Yes, Aaron Taylor Johnson. Yeah. Very good. He uh, he has been cast as Craven. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like it either, but it also messes up with the dimensions even more, right? So, I was I, actually I got I got I got I got hot for the idea that they might tinker with Craven a little. And make him Wakandan. I thought that was. Ooh. I thought that opened up some possibilities, but uh, eh, oh well. Okay, so here we are, three episodes into Loki. Uh, Loki and Sylvie are on the run from the TVA. We've seen her make one attempt. She reached the doors uh, of, of the T of the Timekeeper's chambers before she uh, she and Loki had uh, skedaddle. Um, they are currently trapped on a planet that's about to get hit by another planet. Uh, which is one of the reasons it's so fucking, you know, trains and planets hitting each other. And uh, I was so Doctor Who. I was, <laughs> I was, I just, I just wasn't happy. I wasn't happy with it. Uh, I was happy. Yeah, I know. I know. We were, we're, it's like we're two different people. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, hello. Um, so I think we can expect them to escape somehow. What do you see happening in these last three episodes? Because it looks like it's going to be, it, it, it looks like f from here on, it's going to be a sprint. I think that Loki has had enough of a redemption past over the past 10 movies mm -hmm. that they they may pull a twist and he may be end up being the main villain of this whole thing okay 
I think they may he may crack out and go ahead and I don't even know if it's a bad thing because it's something I want, but I'm I feel like he's gonna let the multiverse. I think he'll let her do it. I think it'll come down to him maybe trying to get the power, realizing he can't have it, so he lets her destroy the sacred timeline. Some kind of nonsense like that. Or also, obviously, now we know Mobius is gonna find out that he's a variant. He's gonna be very upset by this, and he's probably maybe gonna turn too. Mm-hmm. So maybe in the end, Mobius helps the Loki or Loki and Sylvie to destroy the timeline. I think in the end, that's what everybody yeah. wants to happen. It's what has to happen. We know that's going to happen. That's the only way the rest of the Marvel universe continues, right? Yeah. So that's going to happen. I think. I think it's going to be um, a. Uh, uh, Two episodes of basically chase scenes where they uh, they have to escape a planet. They have to get from here to there to there to here to wherever to get back. A lot of talky talky in this show, eh? Yeah, they they have to get back to uh, the that that hallway outside of the timekeepers' chambers. I think we're gonna get. I think we're gonna get that moment where. you know, Sylvie is, Sylvie has a dagger to somebody's neck or she's about to smash a crystal with a hammer. You know, the kind of thing I'm talking about where she's yeah. being surrounded by everybody screaming, no, don't. And she looks back and she smiles or it's Loki that, you know, they stop Sylvie and Loki is in that position. Yes. He picks That's up the dagger. That's what I'm feeling. Yeah. It, That's it, what it, I'm feeling. Yeah. Loki's going to finish her mission for her, basically, with Mobius' help. Everybody everybody thinks they've stopped her, and she and Loki lock eyes, and and then he just casually picks up the hammer and strides towards the crystal, or whatever it is (laughs) that they end up seeing, and just that smile, and, you know, after... After a long debate about what time is and free will and blah, 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 and he smashes it, and I th- I actually think this is how I would end it. He smashes whatever it is that releases the timeline. We get psychedelic bullshit for a couple of minutes that, uh, you know, S- Steve Ditko and Jack Kirby share acid and start drawing, right. and and then just... Just the, the 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 scene just changes, and it's Stephen Strange who sits up in bed and says, "Oh fuck," <laughs> and yeah. that's the opening, yeah. and that's the opening of Multiverse of Madness. I, I feel it. What comes next, movie wise? Is it what Multiverse comes, of Madness or Spider Man? Uh, Spider Man. Um, hang on. Let's. I'm gonna. I'm going to. Uh, I'm gonna double check. Well, what comes next is actually. Black Widow, but that Whatever. you know that Time was su- <laughs> yeah that, that was supposed to be uh, over a year ago now, so yeah. it, it, it's not a um, let's see feature films list of feature films. Uh, okay, upcoming. Here we go. So we're getting Black Widow July 9th. We're getting Shang Chi September third. We're getting the Eternals November fifth. We're getting Spider Man December seventeenth, and then we're getting Doctor Strange March twenty fifth. So okay. thanks, it's pandemic, you to- fucked up everything. It's strange to me that Spider Man is 
or uh, Doctor Strange. Strange, yeah. Well, I some I think that I I, I think that Spider Man, um, Spider Man gives us the evidence mm-hmm. of uh, the fractured universe. So Loki ends with him. Fra- with him flipping the switch that fractures time. Spider-Man right. No Way Home shows us time what what time being fr- the multiverse fracturing looks like. And Doctor Strange uh is uh reassembling the multiverse into something that can that can okay. live. So it's just a matter, I think it's just a matter of the pandemic threw off when any of these was going to come out. So, uh, I wonder how, I wonder how the quantum realm is going to fit into all this because they, I don't know, because remember, remember, Quantumania is two years (laughs) away. Ant Man and Wasp 3 is, Ant Man at 3 is two years away, February 2023. So, you know, I also had another thought about the X Men. Okay. If they would somehow use the Eternals as a doorway in. Yeah, the, I think the Eternals will be a doorway in. But how? I don't know. I don't know. We'll find how? out. We'll find out. Anyways, oh, moving I hope on. they don't. I'm, I'm nervous that this is literally how I feel about this. That <laughs> it could be the first big mistake or letdown of oh. the entire MCU. If they mishandle how they bring in the X Men, <sighs> and I should have more faith, I know yeah, that. Yeah, you I just should. Don't. I'm dis- why are I'm they waiting so long? You're, why are they waiting so long? I find your lack of faith disappointing. Why are they making us wait so long? Well, because they just got the rights back, and oh. they just got the rights back, and 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 it and hurts. they have to. They gotta. They gotta fit it into what they're doing. Why? Why? You're so you're so impatient. Why would really they am. why would they shoehorn if they've got plans for phase 4 and 5, why shoehorn the X-Men into phase 4 when you can wait? You've you've burnt off you've burnt off uh Iron Man, Captain America. Uh you're going to you, you know your Spider-Man is going to age out at some point. A lot of your, a lot of the actors you're using as these heroes are going to are going to age out. You've got the way that the Avengers carried two dozen movies. You're you're going to be able to get a dozen movies out of uh, the X-Men and related stories. So, right. so you're guaranteeing yourself right now. You've got something so fucking awesome in your pocket that you're going to have movies lined up from 2020 in decades. Yeah, from 2025 <laughs> to right, 2035. Right, I know. I'm just impatient. Yeah, well, I'm just impatient. You're 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 young. You're healthy. You take good care of yourself. You'll you'll live to see the X Men. All right, calm down. I just I just want to see. I just want to live long enough to see one X Men movie, <laughs> one Marvel X Men movie. All right. So I feel I feel ah, the same way. Uh, here's a segue just gonna, for you. you. Oh, is this a segue? You want me to give you give you a segue. This better be a fucking segue. <laughs> um, I made a comment on a post asking about Loki, and I said how I I I, I 
feel the same way about Loki as I do about the next show we're going to talk about. Okay. And that is, I, I don't, what did I say? <laughs> Great segue. Buddy. I don't, I don't love it, but I like it enough to keep watching. Ah, uh, okay. See, now, strangely enough, I like The Bad Batch far more than I thought I would. Because I told you at the time when uh, when Clone Wars Season too, 7 actually. came out. Me too. Yeah. Clone Wars Season 7 came out. I um, I skipped. I ended. I watched the. F- I, I skipped through the first few episodes because I didn't give a shit about the clones. I never gave a shit about the clones in the Clone Wars. <laughs> right. But, but I went, I've gone back and I've watched those first few episodes and I appreciate them. And I, um, I, I was wrong not to appreciate them at the time. And <clears throat> I am so far loving the Bad Batch, even, even with the crowbarred in, uh, kid character. Cause there right. always has to be a kid character. And you know, I, you, I don't think you could get me to watch Rebels beginning to end. I don't think you can get me to watch more than like I've I think I've watched Rebels was really good. I've watched Resistance was stupid. I've wa- was I I I got no interest in Resistance. I've watched less than 10 episodes of Rebels. I I can't stand Ezra. I can't stand Ezra Bridger. You should skip and kind I've of skipped, watch, I've skipped like, a the lot. last season. I'm only man the, when Darth Maul comes back. Oh, and yeah, Ahsoka comes but that's, back. But that's good. that's those are the only episodes of Rebels that Dude, I'm interested Rebels, in. Have you seen the Ahsoka Vader fight? Yes. And she slices his helmet off, yes. and then it's his eye, and you hear him, and he's like, "Oh my god, shivers." Yes, oh, so so good. Explaining the scene that I've told you oh. I've watched. <laughs> oh, but that's so the good, thing. Though. That's the only stuff in Rebels that I'm interested in. I'm not interested sure. in Ezra Bridger. Sure. Fuck you. that kid. Yeah. Fuck sure. him. Yeah. He's stupid. Yeah. And his his fake Ralph McQuarrie Chewbacca and his stupid <laughs> and his and his and his stupid Ralph McQuarrie R2 D2. I don't care. I don't I don't care about Kanan Jarrus. I don't care about any of those fucking kids. I don't care about any of them. I only care that All I right. got to see more Ahsoka Tano. Like I, I adult Ahsoka Tano Aces, baby. Right. But right. the Bad Batch itself has been a really terrific show. I love, I, you know, my, my enjoyment of, um, uh, of the Clone Wars cartoon peaks with the final four episodes of season four because those four episodes are happening concurrently to the third movie and it makes the third movie better to see the rest of this story. And that's what the Darth Plagueis book did for. Phantom Menace until they made it not canon. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. Eh, you're never going to get me to read that book. <laughs> but I'm this. Saying, it took, it, yeah, the last third of the book takes place at the same time as Phantom yeah. Menace. Well, the, fir- the first episode. Ah, go on, go on. Fir- the first episode of Bad Batch occurs concurrently with uh, the, the final episodes of Clone Wars. And the third movie, you're seeing, yeah, you're seeing, uh, you see Order sixty six in another location, and you're seeing yeah. the Bad Batch's reaction to Order sixty six, and I thought it was great, and I think their story of uh, of 
escaping, of being, again, being separate from the regs. And, and yeah. now, uh, you know, uh, not being all but one, not, you know, not being affected by their inhibitor chips and having the, having to escape. Right. Uh, and find a new way. And, and having, you know, having the urchin with them. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, suddenly, suddenly. What? Um, sorry, just you made me think about Order 66. Mm -hmm. and I don't know, maybe somebody's even done this, but I'd like to see all the footage, anything that has been shot that is taking place during Order 66 put mm -hmm. together. So the Clone Wars, the movie, and, you know, now the, well, the there is Batch. There is an edit. There is an edit uh, <laughs> called the Fulcrum Cut, which puts together... Uh, the, the third movie and the final four episodes of Clone Wars. And, now they need to include Bad Batch. Uh, I, I actually wouldn't. I actually wouldn't just because, uh, Bad Batch is definitely, uh, a, a, a coda to the, it's, it's, it's like showing their reaction to, uh, to Order 66. Is that is really the start of a, a whole new story for them? Whereas what the Clone Wars was doing was wrapping up in the same spot, wrapping up their story in the same spot that the prequel movies did. So they're coming right. to the they're coming to an ending at, at 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 almost the same point in time. Where but with with, with the Bad Batch, you're starting a new story at that moment. Right. So I don't, I don't think it, I don't think editing that in would look, would be the same. Um, now, are you enjoying the story? I am. I am enjoying the okay. story because, okay, I. Weird. <laughs> how is that weird? You, you <laughs> okay. So the Kaminoans, the cloners, uh okay l l l l let's let's do the brief recap before we get into details. So the story of the Bad Batch is this is a, a Clone Force ninety nine this uh little tight knit group of aberrant clones um who are uh have, have basically have super almost superpowers in some way or the other uh that set them apart. From the regular clone, they've all troopers. been genetically engineered to have specific skills. There's a strong one, the tracker, yeah. the, the the tech guy, they've, you know, and like the medic guy. They've all they've always been their own little A team away oh. from away from the the, uh, the 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 full clone army. And right. when Order sixty six comes and all the Jedi are to be killed, only one of them reacts to that order in the end the rest of them uh escape from the kaminoan uh cloning facility that we saw in the prequel movies and they're out on their own as mercenaries now trying to figure out uh how they're going to live their lives and protecting a young female clone that escaped from the facility with them she is 
uh, as far as we know, unique. We don't know what her full story is, why the Kaminoans cloned this girl, and what's special about her. And I think I think she's um, not genetically modified in any way either. I think she. I think, I think she might be the first force sensitive clone. I think that. Where are you getting that from? There's been nothing to. I, I, well, I think we're going to get there. I think we're going to get there. Because the Kaminoans, the, the cloners, we're seeing them, uh, you know, we've seen them create this entire army. And in the Bad Batch, we're seeing them try to preserve their business relationship with the Empire. At the same I think that's why they need her. Didn't they say they needed her because they needed a more pure sample? And that's kind of what she represents because the other ones are starting to degrade. Because if they're all from the same original DNA that wasn't Force-sensitive, yeah. it could always be that way, right? Well, you can't, you can't clone... I ha- oh, yeah, Jesus, you're traffic. I hate to... you, people, Hamilton is no joke. <laughs> I hate to use this word, but we're gonna, we have to use it. Uh, you can't clone midichlorians. The right. whole, the whole thing that we're seeing in, um, in the Mandalorian is the attempt to, uh, to use Clone Grogu, Grogu yeah. or to use samples from Grogu to create, um, uh, force sensitive clones. And that's how I, th- I think we know that that's how we're getting Snoke at some point, right? And they're trying to clone a good body for Palpatine because he's alive somewhere. Or JJ. So, so I really I think it's genius what he did, considering what he had to work with. Yeah, but but you over to wrap up that story. But but hold on, hold on, hold on. In the Mandalorian, we've already seen a cloning facility that is not quite getting it right. Okay. Right. Yeah. If the Kaminoans have created a Force-sensitive clone in Omega, that is a card that they can they can uh, they can play to uh, to keep themselves in uh, suite with the Emperor and the Empire. But I think we know that's going to fail, though. We know that that's going to fail because there's. We don't see any Kaminoans in the future. We don't see any yeah, Kaminoans. We don't see any clones. Right. We don't see clones. We don't see Kaminoans in, in, in the time of the Mandalorian, which is five years after Jedi. Uh, but we do see Dr. Pershing in the Mandalorian, who is wearing a Kaminoan cloning facility uniform. Yeah. So I think that Somewhere in the Bad Batch, uh, their dealings with the Empire are just going to go wrong, and and they're going to lay waste to Kamino, and they're going to lay waste to those cloning facilities. I'm with you. I'm with you. But Omega will be out there somewhere as a yeah. force sensitive clone. Who? I don't think she's force sensitive. I'm not down with that part. I think she's important because she's pure and all that stuff, but. I don't think she's forced. Yeah, but they could get they could they, 
they could clock somebody over the head anywhere on the street and, no, and get new hints. and get new material. They'd have made hints by now. They just they always do that. Oh uh, yeah, don't enough. worry, buddy. There's eight episodes left. You'll see. No, you'll no, see. No. And when I'm right, <laughs> I love that this show feels like a bridge, though. Between it's even more so of a bridge between yeah. the eras. You know, it really. I thought certain other stuff combined it well, especially with the way seasons like Clone Wars, even Mandalorian has a lot of prequel fan love. In it. Like. Even more than people realize, it yeah. is their their ship is a fucking clone trooper ship. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah, I love that aspect of it. And uh, the cameos are also fun, like bringing Fennec Shaw in there and connecting it to the Mandal- Mandalorian. Yeah. Yeah, we've seen fun. we've so far we've seen Fennec Shand, we've seen Cad Bane now, which I know must have made you happy. Very happy, but not as much Rex. <laughs> yeah, Rex, also good. Uh, we're going to get more cameos. Don't worry, we're going to get more cameos. I love the mystique they're adding to the cameos, like when Rex is there, and then we see when he walks away into the nest at the end. Yeah. And he like puts his helmet on. <laughs> and, and even says something about he'll be in battle, be back, or some kind of shit. Yeah. <laughs> I, love the, it. I mean, I love hey, it. listen, <laughs> maybe, maybe they end up on Cloud City at some point. Oh, that'd be rad. Yeah. That would be rad. Yeah. Because they're obviously, like, I think they have to end up joining the Empire at some point. Yeah. But uh, right now, I I just don't like, in the way, okay, it's not that I don't like the story. I like the story. I don't like the way it's being told. Why not? Because it, it feels, uh, it feels slow and heavy in a certain way. Really? And I, it feels like a lot of filler as far as every episode is focusing on some meaningless task that's just getting them slowly closer to another thing that's going to finally move the big story along. I feel like the big part of the, the big arc of the show is moving very slowly. Like we're really not being given much about Omega at all. And I'd like a little more give in that way. Cause it feels like the last two or three episodes has it been that they're just working for this, Sid. This working for Sid now. And then, yeah. so is that all they do? They just go out on a mission every week? Like, it, it feels too repetitive in that way. Like, I figured that, that, that would have been a one or two episode arc. And I'm hoping next episode they get away from Sid because, no. you know, what's, Sid, what's the deal with that? Sid's gonna be around for, Sid's gonna be around for a while this season. I think Sid's gonna last until the third last episode. I think we're gonna get four or five more episodes of Sid until Sid betrays them. And then, right. and then they have to, and then uh, you're going to get the race to the finish of whatever this season's story. Well, argues. not to mention where we are right now. Cad Bane has Omega, right? Right. Like, right. like who, who knows where he's taking, wherever he's taking her, they're going to follow. Yeah. So I, they probably won't even go right back to Sid right away. No. You know? So she may, she be, maybe that's why she turns on them because they don't come back. But wouldn't some kind of thing, right? Wouldn't this be a great time to find out she's a little force sensitive? Uh-huh. Huh? I'm uh-huh. telling you, buddy. I'm telling you. Jedi in this show. I'm telling <laughs> So, what do you think happens here? Another question I have about the universe in general huh. is the future. As far as are they just going to spend the next ten years filling in the gaps all the way up to uh, the 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 new 
you know, the sequels. Yeah, why not? And then they'll finally give us new stuff, or do you think at some point before they fill in that huge giant hole, we'll actually get some kind of future thing? Because I'm, I just want to see. Because you know, the Jedi have to continue. And now we know they're adding all these super crazy questions. Like, because now Grogu, like Grogu, would not only still be around at that time, but he'd still be like a child. Yeah. Right? He'd still be a baby. Yeah. So at the t- at the time where we are, there is a present baby Yoda. And yeah. was he at the academy with Luke, or did he move on before Luke got old, or did he get killed? I don't see him get killed. I don't know. There's so many new crazy questions. Well, and just just without Ray, how are the Jedi gonna move on? I you know, am. I am in. Why, I'm in why, no rush. I'm in no why rush to her, find it. Why give her the Skywalker name? It frustrates me that she did that because we're, this was supposed to wrap up the Skywalker yeah. saga, yeah. right? And then you got to keep the name alive. Like, why didn't the name die too? Like, I just I can't get around okay. that. Okay, here's a bit. Here, here's a here's a question for you. Which which set which trilogy is a bigger clusterfuck, the prequels or the sequels? The sequels. Okay. Yeah. The prequel. The problem with the prequels is it's a it's it's a it's a smart storyline told boringly by uh by by not necessary with a, with a bad main character. A bad main character who was cast even it was cast poorly twice. Right. <laughs> the problem with the uh, with the sequels is it's three mishmashed bullshit stories with great casting and great visuals, but it's just it's just shit storytelling, absolute shit storytelling. It's yeah, it's a it's a it's a remake followed by a <laughs> yeah. followed by a fuck you, yeah, followed by. Uh, by no fuck you. Well, followed followed by followed by duct tape around a a leaking (laughs) duct tape around a leaking pipe. Yeah. Like I mean, it's there's a there's a little Dutch boy with his finger in a hole trying to prevent (laughs) Rise of Skywalker from fucking flooding the kitchen. It's why did it let it, the name die with the whole thing and let's move on. Ah, and now well, we have to deal with the fact that there's a Skywalker out there somewhere. Like, how do they move on? Like, do you think she'll come back? Because listen, part of the pro- part of the part of the problem, part of the problem with the sequels is that they fucked things up so bad that they had to sprinkle in extra thick fan service on the yeah. on the on the ninth movie. It yeah. was. It's garbage. It's garbage. It's garbage. Do you think and she it's comes canon. back though? Do you think Daisy Ridley would come back? Maybe eventually, but I don't think they're in any rush to tell. I don't think they're in any rush to tell any story after Rise of Skywalker. We don't have. We don't have to see Rise of Skywalker until Daisy Ridley is fifty. And they're going way back too, right? They're going like back to like they're doing like the High Republic. Oh, and I and, like and, and you are and you, and you already know I've got zero interest in that shit. 
I get yeah, zero I'm interested interest in, in it because I love Jedi and their history, but I really wanted to see where it goes from here. Man. Yeah, I want move, the future. move forward. We, yeah. I waited 17 years to get a prequel, and it crapped the bed. Right. Okay. So <laughs> yeah. I don't want to go. I don't want to go 2,000 years further back. Fuck right? that. Yeah. yeah I would no, rather. I, I would much rather have this space. Between uh, Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens, and let's talk about let's talk let, let's tell stories about uh, that that New Republic and uh, how it rises and falls. That, that still doesn't give me Jedi, unfortunately. Well, That's there's Jedi. You got to soak the time. You, you're gonna get some Jedi. She's not a Jedi. She's you're gonna not a Jedi. you're gonna get some Jedi, but you know what? I'd rather have a ha- I'd rather have a universe with a handful of Jedi that makes them special, instead of uh instead of oh, what I we agree. got in the prequels, where there were thousands wanna... there were thousands of Jedi, and they were all dumbass mooks who let <laughs> who let the Empire. Uh, no, I'm with you there. I'm with you there. Like it was cool for me to see the temple. Yoda's see a Yoda's Jedi a army, but Yoda's a fucking yeah. maroon, dude. Yoda's <laughs> a maroon. He's a dunce. Uh, <laughs> how did none of them? How did none of them see right. where things were going? Yeah. All you need. All you need is one politically astute villain to, <laughs> to say. Don't you get it? You get manipulated. It's it's the same. A, it's, it's the same puppeteer. I have, a, I have a quick, easy. You want to hear my fanfic? Okay, give it to and, me quick because we got to wrap up. And I shouldn't like I. Man, someone might steal this. Please don't. It's awesome. No, no, no. This Please is proof that you credit. can't. This is proof that you came up with it. Mace Windu survives. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And he survives with, say, the help of a Padawan somehow. Like, there's, you know, just he has a Padawan we just didn't know about, right? Yeah. Just because he was never mentioned. So this Padawan, uh, you know, rescues him in some way and helps him. And rather, and the Padawan rages because maybe the Padawan is actually a friend of him, right? And, uh, you know, grew up, you know, training with him and stuff. He's raging. He wants to go back and kill him. Mason Dude's like, no, we got to retreat. So everybody retreats. Mason Dude's got no fucking hand. And uh, they go into hiding, right? So this Padawan kind of becomes Mace Windu's contingency to keep the order alive and basically goes into hardcore training, even more hardcore than the Padawan was, you know, and kind of trains him to be this, you know, to continue all the ways and everything. And the reason we've never heard of him is because he was basically told to stay in secret until the Skywalker line was done or some kind of shit, right? So, but age-wise, there'd have to be yet another Padawan. So maybe this Padawan grows up and has another Padawan. That second, that hold on, that second Padawan would be old enough to be around now, after the sequel trilogy, right? Because mm-hmm. it was only two generations, right? Mm-hmm. So I just think that would be an easy, cool way to, you know, have kept the Jedi alive in some way. Mace would do what a easily come up with a contingency plan and state of secret, right? I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you that at some point in the Mandalorian or in Ahsoka Tano when that series starts, I think we are gonna see Mace Windu. Windu, I think Mace Windu is going to be uh, a crazy old hermit, 
who gets a short redemption arc and is killed. Yeah, makes sense. There we go. All right, yeah. I'm gonna, we're going to wrap up with one question, and 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 that's oh, it. Also, hold on quickly. Oh, I do this Jesus. quickly. So, in, there's You're an worse episode than me. In, in the old Clone Wars, and I'm talking the animated Clone Wars, the yeah. Tartakovskis that aren't canon anymore, even though they sh- still should be. Okay. Uh, there's when when Grievous attacks the uh, attacks Ilum while they're there making lightsabers with their Padawans, mm-hmm. and then there's a, there's a couple of Jedi. Who, when the avalanche comes, they use the power of all the crystals around them. They start meditating to keep the, you know, to not have it cave in on them, right? Uh, and then Grievous goes, and Mace Windu crushes his chest, and that's why he's coughing at the beginning of Revenge of the Sith. Mm-hmm. What if Jedi, like one or two, or maybe even four Jedi, had gone into such deep force hibernation in that moment that they were frozen in Ilum until now? And then Ray or some Jedi hears like an SOS in the Force, goes to Ilum and discovers these frozen Jedi, and then thaws them out. Bam! You've got new Jedi. Crushing you your go. crushing your dreams. It's not you canon like it? anymore, so it won't happen now. Oh, it's brilliant! <laughs> Tell crushing, me it's not brilliant. Crushing though. your dreams. Uh, answer genius. answer this question, and we're out of here. Who is Omega? Who is Omega? Who is Omega? What makes her special? Why do we? Why? Why is she there? What are we gonna? What is the reveal for her going to be? <sighs> Listen to that silence. I really don't know because this is what this is what my complaint about the show is. They haven't given us anything to go off. Mm-hmm. The only the only way that this girl is special is that she seems unaltered. And very kind, and very adventurous. She's got the clone in her. You can see she's not, she's fearless, right? Mm-hmm. I guess she gets scared at times, but she's always willing to be part of the troop. So I just there's absolutely nothing has occurred to make me see the special in her, and I just don't. I have no idea, man. All I think right, she's like a pure genetic code or something. I don't know. The uh, the answer is. She absolutely is force sensitive. <laughs> it's the only, there's no reason to have the character if there's not something special about her. The more unique you make a character, the more special the character is. The only um, for, the only force sensitive clone makes sense. No, maybe she's just meant to be if, like a great leader of the rebellion or if, become such. Why does she just need to have a, a predetermined future? I think she's no. Just she a doesn't need. Listen, clone. at the uh, there doesn't have to be a predetermined future for her. At the end of the series, she could disappear into the mist like Rex, and we might never oh, see her again. They won't do that again. because they won't do that because now she's a new strong female lead. They're not going to do that. Okay, well they're they're going well to push a strong female lead. Well they're then maybe well then maybe we'll get to see her in live action as an adult at some point, right? With a lightsaber right? in her hands. All yeah. right, that's going to wrap it up. Jason Clark, yeah, man, please tell these motherfuckers where they can find you. Okay, listen, if you want to find things up until a little while ago, I've been off for a while. Yeah. And uh, concentrating on building this uh, other business other than my podcast, which is an elegant weapon podcast. 
at uh, www.anelegantweapon.ca. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's going to be new episodes coming very soon. In fact, we're going to come back growing strong with our 400th episode, which uh, I hope you'll join us for, Anthony. Absolutely. Part of, because uh, I think we're just going to have a big old giant party with a lot of our friends and uh, get back to doing it. So uh, if everybody wants to check that out, we're also on YouTube, uh, channel An Elegant Weapon. But other than that, we're on Spotify, iTunes, all the all the good places. So very go. good. And everybody knows that they can find me at all places under the name My Name Is Kingdom. Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, YouTube, and the all important Patreon at My Name Is Kingdom. I'll be back tomorrow, Friday, with a Patreon exclusive episode where Mr. Clark and I talk about some other stuff <laughs> we recorded that first by accident and then i'll be back here on monday uh across all your uh, all your public forums your apple podcast your stitcher radio your spotify your google podcasts and of course at handsomegeniusclub.com in the meantime kids find some good trouble to get into take care of one another your uncle kingdom loves you bye